Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. So the new GDP numbers are out. And I think this reveals some dirty secrets that the politicians don't want you to know. Let's get right into the data, go to a couple different stories, and let's try to connect the dots. Starting off with CNBC, title, U.S. GDP grew at a 4.9%, almost 5%, and supposedly that's adjusted for inflation in the third quarter. So that's an annualized number, of course. But 5%, that is a staggering number. So now when you're coming out of the Cerveza sickness, we have all this stimulus and whatnot, and you're you're coming out of uh, basically lockdown. Okay, that's expected. But for the United States, have a 5% GDP print, and meaning the United States being a very developed economy, that's unbelievable. I mean, that's all, almost like emerging market numbers right there. So I read some reports this morning from, uh, I believe it was USA Today, and they were literally saying, and the words they were using, the economy is sizzling. That's the word they used, sizzling. Okay, well, I'd like to ask you guys right now in this live stream or watching this video after the fact, how many of you, based on the anecdotal evidence, your personal experience that you have with your job, with your income, with your expenses, or maybe your kids, your wife, your friends, your family members, how many of you would describe your personal experience with the U.S. economy as sizzling? My guess is not many of you. Well, let's get back to the article. Key talking points. Gross domestic product, GDP, a measure of goods and services produced in the United States. Uh, no, that's, that's how can CNBC get that wrong? GDP is not a measurement of all goods and services produced in the United States. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, so let's just, uh, Josh, what are we going to do about this, buddy? You know, sometimes reading this stuff, I get so frustrated. It's hard for me to even do the video. Anyway, that's what you guys get to see. You get to see my raw thoughts, no edits whatsoever. But my point is here, let's assume something is shipped in, well, let's assume pretty much everything is shipped in from China that you buy at Walmart, Target, Home Depot. So if you go spend a billion dollars at Home Depot, you're telling me that's not going to get picked up in the GDP? Those, that, those goods were not produced here in the United States. They're produced in China. So I get what they're trying to say, but come on, CNBC. I mean, I would expect this from like maybe USA Today or some sort of, you know, just mainstream periodical. But for heaven's sakes, you're a financial channel, CNBC. Anyway, let's keep moving on here. The sharp increase came due to contributions from consumer spending, increased inventories, exports, residential investment, and wait for it, government spending. Isn't that interesting? Or isn't that a neat trick? How the government can come out and deficit spend to the tune of $3 trillion a year, $4 trillion a year. And then when GDP goes up as a result of pretty much nothing more than, than government spending, they sit back and pat themselves on the back and say, ha ha, look at this. The economy is in fuego. Oh, excuse me. The economy is sizzling right now. Uh, never mind the fact that we deficit spend $3 trillion and completely distorted the economy in the process. No, no, no. 
I mean, what this is like is, and when we go down the article, you'll see they're basing this pretty much strictly on unemployment data and the, the jobs market, the resilient consumer. This is like a person being on life support. And you go in there and you take your their vital signs. And the vital signs look fantastic. And you're like, oh my gosh, this person is a model of health. Look at this guy. I mean, he's on life support. So if you just took him off that life support real quick, he would die in 30 seconds. But oh, forget about that. No, this guy is just the epitome of health right here. I mean, just look at his vital signs, right? That's basically the U.S. economy. And as an example, what I would give you is something just as simple as the BTFP. I did a video on that this morning. So for those of you who watch my videos, you know that stands for the Bank Term Funding Program. This was the bailout that we had of the entire banking system back in March of 2023. Mind you, it went straight up to 60, 70 billion immediately, as you would expect. But of course, lately, I mean, we haven't heard about it, so the banking crisis has just gone away, right? You would expect the BTFP to go right back down to zero. Wrong, BTFP is at 108 billion, higher than it was during the, the peak of the banking crisis in March of 2023. So my point there is all you would have to do if you wanted to completely implode the system, the basically the U.S. economy, is just unplug the banking system from life support. In other words, the Fed's balance sheet, BTFP. Just pull the plug and see how long you get those vital signs at peak performance, right? See how long that unemployment rate stays at 3.8%. See how long all of these headline numbers indicate that there's no problems here, that the economy is sizzling, just like that person on life support, all their vital signs show that they're extremely healthy. You see, and, and I'm just giving you one example of unplugging the BTFP. We could go down the, the line of all of these support systems that we have for the U.S. economy that would be the exact same analogy. It's just like that guy being in the iron lung or whatever, whatever it is, it's keeping him alive. But anyway, let's get back to the report. That's one of the reasons why I, it just drives me crazy that these people come out with a straight face and say that the U.S. economy is sizzling or on fire or, or, or resilient of all world words that you should not use to describe the U.S. economy. It would be resilient. You've got all these things propping it up. You've got the Fed's balance sheet. You've got government spending, you have all these things. And left to its own devices, the economy would completely collapse. That's not exactly a an economy that I would call resilient. It's, again, going back to our example of the guy that's on life support. Would you say that he's extremely resilient? No, <laughs> quite the opposite. Anyway, final key talking point. While the report could give the Fed some impetus to keep policy tight, traders were still pricing in no chance of an interest rate hike when the central bank meets next week. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, 
Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So here is where I want to get into the main points of the video. Because if you look at the thumbnail, if you look at the title, what I'm insinuating there, and I have no proof of this, and of course there are no certainties, there are only probabilities, we have to realize that. But if you just use some basic common sense here, I don't think it's a stretch to think that maybe, just maybe, they're cooking the books a little bit. We're going into an election year. They want things to be as rosy as possible. They know darn well that if this or any of these numbers that they come out with, not the GDP, but all these numbers, uh, whenever they get revised, no one pays any attention to it. So as long as the headline number is good, who cares? We can just revise it next month. And then it's not really a lie. It's just kind of a little fib. They'll never notice. Let's keep going here. So buoyed by a strong consumer. So listen to the verbiage that they're using and see if this resonates with you. See if this is consistent with what you see in your own life or when you're talking to your friends and family members. See if, if, if this is how they're looking at the economy or see if this is how they're describing the U.S. economy or their experience in the economy today. And here we can see a chart of the GDP numbers. And notice how they just glazed over these. Remember that? Oh, what the recession? No, 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 no. Negative GDP. I like that. That whenever the GDP is at 4.9%, they're like, look at this amazing number. Can you believe this? Look at how great my policies are. But then when it's negative uh, two, <laughs> or we have two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, they're all like, oh, no, nothing to see here. Uh, nothing to see here. Oh, no, you're, you're using the wrong definition of a recession. Remember that one? So here's a quote from Michael Aron, or Aroni, Chief Investment Strategist for U.S. SBDR Business at Street State Street Global Advisors. This report confirmed what we already knew. The consumer went on a shopping spree in the third quarter. Let me ask you guys watching this video right now. Did you go on a shopping spree in the third quarter? And if the answer is no, I would say, why not? I mean, obviously, you've got massive amounts of disposable income. Obviously, your wages have gone up way higher than the rates of inflation. You can see, my, you can see me rolling my eyes, hopefully there. So, again, how many of your buddies came to you recently and said, dude, I just went on a massive, excuse me, a massive shopping spree. Check out this brand new Rolex. It's just, look at that bling, baby. Look at that. Check out this brand new car I just bought. Look at this brand new house. I mean, what are you doing? Falling behind? No, no, no. I'm getting ahead, baby. Life is good. My future's so bright, I got to wear shades. How many of your friends and family members have said that to you in the last couple months? Moving on down the article. They talked about how the Fed, this didn't change the probability of them increasing interest rates. So I wanted to point that out. Futures right now pricing in an interest rate hike at 27%. So that is based, uh, looks like, 
the at the December meeting. Here's another quote from Jeffrey Roach. Investors should not be surprised that the consumer was spending in the final months of the summer. We shouldn't be surprised. That surprises me. I mean, I don't spend much time in the United States, but when I do, I, I hear people cutting back. I hear people really suffering. I hear people having a hard time putting food on the table. I mean, let me just use a quick, another anecdotal piece of evidence here. When I first did Rebel Capitals Live, we almost instantly sold like six, 700 tickets. Boom. I mean, it was within the matter of a, a couple months. We sold out way before the event. And it was pretty much the same thing with everyone I know in the space. Now, all my buddies who do these live events I say, oh, well, how's ticket sales? Oh, well, down, 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 down. Well, why is that? Oh, people just don't have the money anymore. Hmm. Weird. But Jeffrey Roach is saying that we should assume, or we shouldn't be surprised that the consumer went on a spending binge in the final months of the summer. And when you look at all of the data points, I don't know why that wouldn't surprise you. But let's keep going. The real question, he says, is if the trend can continue in the coming quarters. He says, we think not. I mean, but see, what I would ask Jeffrey there is, okay, Jeffrey, why don't you think this trend can continue? And then I'm sure he would give me a list of four or five things. And I would say, okay, how do those four or five things not apply to the last three months? Because he, he would likely say that, oh, well, people, you know, their real incomes have gone down. They're tightening their belt. Inflation is hitting them hard. They're having to spend more money on the credit card. They're struggling to make ends meet. Housing costs are up. Interest rates are up. He would say all these things. And I'd say, okay, I see how that's maybe happening in the future. But did that not just happen over the last six months? So if what you're saying and why we should be concerned about the future happened in the past, why should we assume that there would be any different results? If we're taking what's happening in the future, and that's negative, that's bearish, but we're applying that exact same thing that happened over the last three or four, five months, why should that not be bearish as well? Why should this set of data be wildly bullish and the numbers are the exact same of what you're projecting in the future that should make us wildly bearish. You see where I'm going with this guys, that when you look at this stuff, you've got to use your common sense. We've got to be objective, right? We've got to be having a, a healthy dose of skepticism. I think with all of these numbers and realize that at the end of the day, the politicians, the central planners are incentivized on both sides of the aisle, they're incentivized to a certain degree to manipulate you. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what politics is all about. I mean, you're not going to become a great politician by telling the truth, by, by being upfront with people. By definition, the best politicians are the people who are the best liars. So if the best politicians are the best liars, why would they not lie about certain data points? I think we have to ask that question. Now, I'm not saying that this is 100% fake news, but I am something. I am saying this is something that if it doesn't seem consistent, or it not even that, it seems the opposite 
of what you're seeing in your real life, you should maybe think it through and you should maybe be a little skeptical. Maybe you should try to poke a few holes in it. And at the very least, you should have that healthy skepticism to dive further into the data and not just take these headline numbers at face value. But let's keep going. At a time when many economists had thought the U.S. would be in the midst of a shallow recession, growth has kept pace due to consumer spending. So I think the next question becomes, where are they getting this money? So they're going on a spending spree. They're, 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 they're shopping like we've never seen before. They're all these positive signs. I mean, it's the end of the summer. It, it's, it's YOLO, baby. Okay, that's great. But you need money to do that. I understand the consumer is resilient. The consumer is out there just spending like there's no tomorrow. But regardless of how much the consumer wants to spend, at a certain point, they don't have the purchasing power. Where are they getting all of this purchasing power? I mean, let me ask you guys in the chat. Are all of your friends just getting these massive raises that are just exceeding the rates of inflation? to where they just have money pouring in and they don't even know what to do with it. They've got so much money pouring in from their nine to five job that they, they, they have no other option than just to go to the mall and just buy, 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 buy everything in sight. That's, it seems weird because when I go to the United States, that's not what I see. In fact, I see the opposite. When I go to the United States, I see shopping, shoplifting, theft at an all time high. I go to Walgreens or something like that, and half the items are like locked up because if they don't lock them up, people are just going to steal them. It's, it's, it's weird that, that what I see is completely different from what the central planners are telling me. It almost seems like there might be something fishy going on behind the scenes. Again, I have absolutely no proof, but when the numbers deviate to, to this extent, from what I actually see with my very own eyes, it leads me to the conclusion that I need to dig deeper. Let's keep going. They say going forward, the consumer is not going to spend at the same rate. Businesses seem to be slowing down their spending. This suggests might have a peak GDP figure. Okay, Again, I would say, how is that not applicable to the last three months? They say even with Cervasa sickness, government transfer payments running out, Spending has been strong as households draw down savings ramp, ramp up credit card balances. The personal savings rate declined 3.8% in the third quarter compared to 5.2% in the previous period. Also, real after-tax income, that's adjusted for inflation, fell 1% in the quarter. So again, savings rates down, real incomes down, expenses way up. Yet the consumer is spending like there's no tomorrow? Huh? This, this just, this does not pass the sniff test. GDP gains also came despite the Fed, not only raising rates at the fastest clip since the early 1980s, but also vowing to keep rates high until inflation comes back down to acceptable levels. So just to reiterate here, <clears throat> savings down, plummeting, real incomes down, interest rates skyrocketing. Yet, GDP is booming. Huh. Yeah. A little weird. And then if we go to the CNBC homepage, we can see 
Actually, I uh, went to the CNBC homepage, clicked on this article. Title, Biden hails hot GDP report. Huh. Oh, and by the way, this live, I didn't even see that. Look at the little ticker thing right here. I don't know if you guys noticed that. It says that uh, live White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is, holds a briefing with reporters. I wonder if that's to talk about the sizzling GDP report. Huh. I'll bet it is. So there you go, guys. The GDP blows away expectations. The economy is on fire, or so they say. <laughs> I'll let you draw your own conclusions. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism, and we'll see you in the next video.